Welcome to our Triune Pod, where we prepare you to praise. I'm the Reverend Nick Comiskey. And I'm the Reverend Ben DeHart. Join us for a conversation about low-key theology, lived experience, and outlandish pop culture as we break down the collect of the day for the coming week. We hope it's an inspiring, maybe a bit irreverent, but mostly helpful way to get you ready for some God time. Welcome back to another episode of our Triune Pod. Uh, Nick and Ben here. Ben, man, you're looking excited. I'm seeing those that smile. What's what's going on, dude? What are you uh, What are you so happy about? Guys, I just re-upped for the AMC Pass, which is I don't I don't think that's what it's actually called, but it's like the movie pass for AMC because movie theaters are coming back to New York City for the first time in a year, and I want to be there on opening night. Ben, what's your greatest single movie theater experience? Do you have any incident or memory? Well, so I used to work in a movie theater in New Jersey, a huge- At, a, at an AMC theater, Yeah, right? 24 screen AMC. And uh, yeah, I mean, I had some of the best moments of my life were in a movie theater, whether <laughs> watching movies hey man, or hey, just- Hey man, keep this, uh, we don't want to dip into NSFW territory, all right? <laughs> so keep it PG. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, I don't know if I've had like a, a crazy experience, although I did. Uh, all right. So this is this is good. So this is when I was in high school and I was uh, one of the best employees, employee of the month, month after month uh, at the AMC where I worked. But it was all a sham. And this is the juicy part. Uh, we would have these uh, these competitions where it was like, who could upsell the most, which is kind of ridiculous, right? Two people come in. I'm working at the box office. It's not even like- It's late, it's late capitalism, baby. It's yeah. what we all got to do. But it's not even like, I'm like, do you want an extra popcorn with that? Uh, but what I would do, uh, and, and then it was something like, if you sold more transactions, that would help you. So what I would do uh, essentially to have more transactions is that someone, an adult would come in, they buy an adult ticket, which at that time was like eight bucks. But I would give them a student ticket, which was six bucks. So I would have $2 like left over either like in the cash register or whatever. So at the end of the night, uh, I would figure out how much money I had left over and just buy those tickets. Or I would like if a friend came in, I would just give them a free ticket because I had this money left over. Oh, wow, man, that's pretty uh, <laughs> diabolical. Pretty I mean, so I was pretty good at math and I used it for, for ill. So I was, I was all, ends, yeah. all ready to work in finance and cheat people. But one day, you know, uh, the good Lord will come and there, a reckoning is coming. Uh, this, this really mean boss uh, found me out and fired me on the spot. And um, I came I, home and told my parents that I didn't do it. And uh, yeah, I tried to get all defensive wow. you it was like, all me you, didn't they i remember you told me that they were like you're banned for life <laughs> like, didn't they say that yeah no I, I allegedly i uh and this is back in like 2002 or 2003 uh they told me that i would not be able to work at any amc anywhere Wow. So, did, you, did you put that in your like ordination interview? Like, hey, guys, I just need to clear the room, clear the air here. And uh, is that it's what background checks are for. But I think my goal with this cast is 
if anybody works with AMC, if anybody's a higher up, and I know Nick knows some people who work at AMC, if there is a way that I can show my contrition, if there is any way that I can get reinstated so that one day when I get booted out of the ministry that I can work at AMC again, please work your power. I've experienced 18, what, 19 years of exile. Let me back. Forgive me. That's good, man. All right. Uh, that went better than I thought it was going to. Let's do the, uh, let's pray the collect for the third Sunday in Lent. Man, these collects in Lent just crush. All right. Uh, here we go. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts, which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right, Ben, give me something. All right. Well, gang, this is a very rich colic. So if you don't have it in front of you, go to those show notes and have it in front of you, because I'm going to be kind of a little bit all over the place. But so let's just start with that first line. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. If you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time at all, you know that Nick and I, we just, we preach this first line all the time, but I love the way it's said, we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Now, I don't love it because it's good news. I would love to be able to help myself. In fact, this is really the bad news. Um, but I think we really have to kind of internalize this bad news before we get to the good news. And in case you think it's just Christians who think or talk this way, talk to anyone who's been to Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, I mean, Nick on this podcast has talked about how, you know, he has learned a lot from AA. Nick, what, what's the first step? Yeah, we've come to believe that our lives are unmanageable. Which is just another way of saying we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Uh, so if there's no power in ourselves... Uh, even though we are created good, even though we are in the image of God, even though contrary to bad understandings of the notion of total depravity, we are not all evil, etc. What does this mean? So if we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves, we need a power from outside of ourselves. We need the Lord who is alive to come and liberate us. So the next part of the prayer, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. I love this kind of holistic, this is talking about our whole beings. And a couple of weeks ago, Nick, we talked about how, you know, what is the gospel? What is the Christian life? If, if so much of the Christian life can sometimes be encapsulated in a cross-like experience, in suffering and walking in the footsteps of Christ. On some level, we, we talked about how, you know, the outer nature can be wasting away, but the inner nature is being renewed day by day. I think this, this collect uh, is kind of interacting with that idea. Keep us, save us, keep us healthy, uh, keep us from evil, the adversities that happen to our body. So it's, it's about bodies, but it's also about the soul, about the inner life, about those evil thoughts that assault and hurt us. 
And I don't know about you, but when I think about evil thoughts that assault and hurt me, I mean, there could be a whole lot of different kinds of thoughts. But recently, what I have thought about is how with the people closest to me sometimes, it's not necessarily the, the people who are not closest to me. I can, I can pretend like I'm a great pastor to those I don't know uh, super well, but for those who I do know very well, and especially loved ones and family members, I think I know what's best for them. And I try to change them often, even if I'm not saying like, here's what you should do. It's like <laughs> subtle, it's passive aggressive. It's a, uh, I'm telling it slant a little bit. And, and sometimes like I, I am convinced that that is all me trying to gain a sense of control, uh, me wanting my way. And, and a lot of times I'm, I'm convinced now that those are evil thoughts. And I, I've not been able to just snap out of that. Um, so Lord, please, I have no power in myself to help myself. Keep me, again, both outwardly in my body, but inwardly in my soul from these evil thoughts which assault and hurt me. Um, where do you go? What do you think about when you think about you know that outer and inner? Yeah. I mean, I think what this this prayer underscores is just how precarious the human experience and the human situation is. And, you know, it's not a prayer for grace to complete human efforts. Like, Lord, I can get 85% of the way, but I really need that extra 15%. It's really saying, you know, I have no, I have no power in myself at all to help myself. Um, and at the start of each day, there are a manifold number of physical experiences like I could get in a car accident I could break my leg on ice I, you know there's lots of things that could happen to my body and you know the world the flesh and the devil could lead me down all kinds of terrible paths um you know you're uh have you I don't know have we you mentioned this before your rector uh Jacob Smith uh has that great line you know you might know it better than I do but like we are all three days away from being on the cover of a tabloid magazine and most of us are on day two is did I get that right That's something right. to that effect um, and I think that this prayer is a prayer for people who realize that is their, that is the human condition, right? You know, uh, and that what God, but that, you know, we have so much power in ourselves to, to do lots of things. Like we have power in ourselves to become physically fit. We have power in ourselves to learn German. We have power in ourselves to cheat the AMC corporation and, you know, uh, Jerry rig employee of the month awards, but we actually don't even have any power in ourselves to love the Lord, our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We actually don't have any power to love our neighbor as ourselves. that transcends human agency. And so we need the grace of God. And yeah, I mean, you could say this about a lot of the colleagues that are written during or that are prayed during the season of Lent, but this to me is crystallizes what these 40 days are all about. Yeah. And what I find interesting too, is, I mean, I, I looked a little bit into the history of this collect and I just assumed upon reading it, like, oh, okay, this is definitely a 16th century reformation era collect, but it's actually from the sixth century. So, you know, in the sixth century in Italy, uh, where this originated from, sounds a whole lot like the 16th century also sounds a whole lot like my life and your life right now. And yeah, I just, I mean, I, I read this, and I feel seen in some ways. I, I don't really, I don't want to like glory too much in the fact that we don't have power in ourselves. I, I, I really don't like it, but the more and more I, I try and I, I give up on trying. And, and sometimes I really am like, Lord, what is, 
is there like a holy giving up on, on, on trying to be better? Again, not like a, you know, I'm going to sin so that grace may abound. I'm going to like bury my head into all that I don't like about myself. But sometimes I feel like the, the, the trying to be better actually kind of has the opposite effect. And so I've, I've been listening to this, uh, this new podcast that Mockingbirds put out the, it's called the Brothers Zoll, and uh, probably most of you who listen to this are familiar with Mockingbird and, and Dave Zoll. Um, but when I hear them talking, and they're talking about their lives under their their pastor father, who was just this like icon of grace, not just in his books, but in the way he raised his family, the way he lives his life, and they just talk about holiness. They have this episode on holiness; it's worth checking out. As like this totally unself conscious thing that holiness is also just like about play and about joy. And um, they didn't say this outright, but this is what I took from it. I took from it that uh, a Christian understanding of holiness is an invitation for you and me to be nerdy, uh, to be so into like what we're into uh, and be unashamed about it. Uh, for, for Dave, it's like rock and roll music. Uh, I don't know what it is for you, but it's an invitation. Like, I don't have to worry about my standing before God anymore. I don't even have to worry about like being whole, uh, which I which I really want to be. Uh, but it's an, this invitation that you know the power that's outside of me is going to to shield me from adversity and also going to deliver me from all these evil thoughts and actions. And so maybe what holiness looks like is this unself-conscious play. It's an invitation to joy in this life. And the way I see that manifested in the best ways, uh, at least recently, are those who are just so into something nerdy. Uh, they know it's not cool, but they're just so into it because it's like they have the freedom to be into that. And I don't know what you think about that, Nick, or what you think about what holiness looks like. Um, but that's kind of like gripped my imagination lately. Holiness is play. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you're definitely getting definitely getting far off from the colic. But like, I think, uh, I yeah, I, that that resonates with me. I mean, I remember so much of my life as a teenager and in my early twenties, like in college, I was just so eager to find someone who I could directly imitate and. Mm -hmm like be comfortable with myself you know what i mean like i think i could name some names but that's a kind of embarrassing and be irrelevant to this podcast <laughs> no but like, I just like oh man if, if only i could be like this person i would be so happy or if only i could exude that kind of humor or that type of intelligence or that type of self-confidence like and i was just so eager to look for a guide and you know the part of this is just growing up but i do think part of this is being in a healthy church and having the good pastors and hearing the word of god like you kind of realize like okay, you know what? God created me like to be me. And I have like a particular set of experiences and a particular way of viewing the world and being in the world and like holiness or like kind of be set apart to God. It's some part of that is like accepting my life on my life's terms and not constantly straining or fighting for something that I believe I should be or could be, but I'm not. It's like, that, that's another big AA thing, by the way. But just like, yeah, I have no power in myself to help myself. So Lord, you, you know, what I am and all the good things that I am is ultimately uh, reflective of you. And like, who am I to war against that? Or who am I to like fight, you know, in Luther's language, like to talk back, um, yeah. you know, you, I don't know. 
Yeah, and I think like I guess what I mean by all of this and why I don't think it's like too far connected from this collect is when we ask the Lord to keep us. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting that he he the the this yeah that's good. What's here is just keep job. us. And what does it mean to be kept uh, in the Lord? And what were we created for? Uh, to tend the garden, to rest, to play, and so often when I forget that I don't have any power in myself to help myself, uh, I, I don't do any of those things. I, I don't rest. I don't play. All of the work that I do is toil. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I see in this collect an invitation uh, to embrace that powerlessness, to accept the fact that Christ is keeping us. And now all we have to do is be nerdy. I've been listening to a lot of the whole steady this week. They just put out a new album. Do you know this? No. Oh uh, yeah, they put out a new album. Uh, it's, it's I, I freaking love it. It's so good. Um, people should definitely check it out. It's called Open Door Policy. But they have that you know the first song on Stay Positive, uh, Constructive Summer. It's like oh, yeah. that idea of like yeah that um, that like that show that is all about like going to shows, being being nerdy, like having your thing and just like loving it and. Uh, you know, to kind of bring this full circle with your enthusiasm about going to movies, like my enthusiasm about going to concerts and having that sense of like community with people listening to music. Like we're going to build something this summer, man. Let's do it. All right. Praise out, man. Amen. All right. Almighty God, you know that we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. Keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. How about that episode of our Triune Pod? Now that you've been prepped for praise, won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review? We promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming. So be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorite.